0: Depression is a motherfucker. You have options. Should you or a loved one need any mental health support, please check out National Alliance of Mental Illness, otherwise known as NAMI, at nami.org. Or call their 24-hour hotline at 1-800-950-NAMI. That's 1-800-950-NAMI. This is Doug Porter of the Ectopod in Nowhere California podcasts. You are not alone. Do you like what's going on?
1: Then vote. If you don't like what's going on, then fucking vote. Get out, get informed, and vote. Great place to start is nerdsvote.com. You are now entering Nowhere, California. If you love what you hear, you can find this on your favorite podcast search engines and subscribe. And also, if you don't mind, leave us a like or a review. And if hearing us is not enough, you can always get your Nowhere California fix by going to NowhereCalifornia.com. And you can send your thoughts, ideas, or some random bullshit to our email, which is nowhere_california@yahoo.com. at yahoo.com. Don't forget, we are Nowhere California. Ideas from everywhere, voices from nowhere since 2011.
0: This is Doug. And it's Josh. And welcome to Nowhere California Quarantine Edition number something. Oh we're, for us two? Um Yeah, for us two. I, I believe we're at four now with what you recorded today. Yeah, with Nick. Well, Nick and
1: me are more social distancing. Me and you are quarantined. We we're we're not in the same room.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, we we are absolutely not getting together. In you know, in the in the physical realm, yeah, we're still digital because I miss your touch. uh, You right? Yeah, (laughs) it's just one of those things that, like, because I'm surround, like, like you go into the petri dish of your job every day, yeah, and I am now still going back to my job, which we're not really allowing customers in, even though they'll bang on the door until we let them in. Yeah, Uh, but I have so many people around me. Uh, there's three kids, three, four kids, three adults, just so many people around me. that, And then my parents are both up there in age. That Yeah. Just, so it's just smarter for me to not anybody. As, as the stuff starts kind of
1: opening up and laxing, then we hopefully can start understanding what's going on. And maybe I'm, – I'm thinking I'm hoping by August uh, we can get everybody back in the same room again for at least the uh, anniversary episode.
0: Yeah, you know, I. It's one of those. It's one of those things that, like, I don't want to. Ru- I don't want the people to rush it, you know, getting us back out there. Like, I don't want because all that's going to do is just make the situation worse again. Oh yeah, yeah. But what I would, what ideally I would like to see happen is if they're going to open it, then they make the mask rule like an actual rule. <sighs> you know. But uh, yeah, they can make it a rule and everything. But people following it—that's a whole different story. Well, that's what—that's what I mean—is that at this point they should make it a rule, and if you're caught without one, you know, yeah. then you get in trouble or whatever. Yeah. You know, the people are going to be like, "Oh, that infringes on my freedom" and stuff like that. But you know, the Constitution didn't say anything about masks. The same way people say the Constitution doesn't say anything about assault rifles. Exactly. It doesn't say anything about masks either. So piss off. Well, before we
1: dive into that slippery slope, I'll just tell you about what happened the other day at work. Mm-hmm. I was talking to the car attendant, me and him like the nerd out a little bit before our shift. Yeah. And this older lady walks by and stops like right in front of us and goes, well, I just want to let you two know I'm not wearing a mask. And we're both like, okay. But then my inner asshole kind of flashed on my shoulder and it was like, hey, why don't you ask her? If she would like a second opinion, and not on a health standard, <laughs> uh, she's not <laughs> bitch. Say that? <laughs> but, did you, <laughs> you to say
0: that?
1: Oh no, God no.
0: Oh, okay, because I was like, are we have to? Are we having to announce that you got fired from your job by a old lady? Yeah, no. It, it, if
1: that would have happened, it would. I would have gone a solo recording, going like, "Well, I'm done at my job, so let's rail against the system."
0: <laughs> All right. You know, and that's that's gonna be the other thing that's kind of weird is like like how like how is everything going to shift once quarantine is over and people are trying to get jobs again, especially at the essential workers' places, because like no like it's so weird. Like this whole situation is mind-boggling in and of itself, but as as we're talking about like reopening and trying to get everything cured and flattening the curve. It's really hard to think about what the future is going to be like, because we don't even know what's going to be permanently affected.
1: Exactly. And that's going to be the thing. I keep looking on Indeed and everything, just trying to find something different to get myself out of where I'm at right now. Right. But honestly, right now I have a funny feeling. I'm going to be in there for another holiday.
0: I mean, that seems likely considering, considering how we don't like, we don't even know when the the quarantine is going to get lifted, let alone like what's going to happen. It's just so up in the air. Well, it's no, mostly
1: it's in stages, and that's the whole thing. It, there's specific things that have to be done for stages, but also too, you go around. We've talked about it, we talked about it in the last episode and everything too. People don't give a shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really, in all honesty, I don't understand why people get upset about wearing a mask. Like, yeah. if you're wrong, staying at home, yeah, like if you're wrong, you're killing people. So who yeah. cares if you have to be right? Just understand that if you're wrong, you're killing people. Exactly. Like, like, what it, like, I just, I don't get it. I really don't.
1: I'll, I'm just going to sum it up to this, and then I, I w- would like us to kind of move on a little. Well, yeah, because, because
0: we got something really kind
1: of cool to talk about. Yeah, we're going to get back to old form. But honestly, to me, you can see the other countries doing their lockdowns and quarantines and everything. No issues whatsoever. Here, yeah. it's like, I got to get a haircut. Honestly, to me, it sums it up like either you don't like your family that you're quarantined with. Right. Or you don't like yourself. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just extreme first world privilege. Is exactly. All. Exactly. So. Well, speaking of first world problems, we're going to get back to the the minutiae of what this show is. Because the last couple episodes, even the one I recorded with Nick and everything, we got and kind of got back into the mix of like, ooh, pop culture, yay. Yeah, which uh, is
0: essentially what we're all about,
1: you know. Yeah. So. And it's, it's wanting that normalcy and everything and as – news and stuff still continues with our world of pop culture movies and stuff like that. We got a nice little nugget of news recently that a franchise, like an underrated franchise is going to become
0: officially a trilogy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the talks are saying it's in development, but if it, it, when, when Disney announces something is in development, that's their, you pretty much can go to the bank. Right, or yeah. The national Treasure. Or, yeah, you could turn in your National Treasure to the bank.
1: Yeah, we were <laughs> talking about National Treasure three people if you Which is
0: <laughs> one of my favorite fucking franchises in the entire fucking world, man. Oh, I love
1: it too. I went both oh. I saw them both in theaters, I believe opening weekend. Yep. Honestly, Nicolas Cage is kind of hit and miss. Yeah. Depending on the movie, but National Treasure rocks. Even Right. Even John we'll- Voight, I can't stand John Voight, but his part in National Treasure 2 was pretty damn awesome.
0: I think the reason it works with people like Nicolas Cage and John Voight is the supporting cast they break in with Justin Bartha and Diane Kruger, Ed Harris, Sean Bean. like. Well, and also,
1: too, um, it's not just a random like mythos of, like, oh, we
0: made this up and everything. There's history involved. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's, I've always had an interest in history. You know, I, I mean, I'm all, you, you guys all know me on the show by now, if you guys have listened. I'm a, I'm a guy who loves to learn. Like to this day, like I still read about stuff and learn about, I just, I, I want to learn shit till the day that I die, you know? And so once I saw National Treasure One, I deep dived into like American history and shit. And yeah, some of some of what they do is ho- sort of Hollywood eyes and like yeah, it, it kind of stretches and bends some stuff, but there there is a lot of fact behind it. Yeah, there is absolutely, a good portion of what goes on in yeah, the vein absolutely. of uh, the old school Indiana Jones world. Exactly. Yeah, I mean this was this was a modern day take on a less physical version of Indiana Jones. Yeah, Nicolas Cage or you know uh, you know. He, he had the knowledge, which almost, in my opinion, he had too much knowledge. Like, I was like, okay, there's no way this one dude can, you know, know all this stuff. But, I mean, it's a movie, you know, so you take it with a grain of salt. But he wasn't as physically involved in adventures as Indiana Jones.
1: Yeah, he, you know? he's in, in the books and everything, too. He was just well, – he read the crap out of everything.
0: Well, what I think is funny about just even starting in number one – Is I don't think if they had Riley, the character played by Justin Bartha, Nicolas Cage would have came off as a total just nerd. But because they had someone even nerdier than him and someone even less physical than him in Justin Bartha, to me,
1: honestly, even with uh, his roles in Hangover and the guy has been in a lot of stuff. Justin Bartha is a very underrated actor, but he's one of those—he's a utility player where it's like. If you have him in there, he's
0: going to elevate everybody. Right, Plain exactly. That's, that's who the guy is, and he and he almost purposely strays away from big movies. I mean, when they made The Hangover, they didn't know it was going to be as big as it was. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, he tends to stray away from the big-time movies. National Treasure was kind of the only big movie he did. And then he was also in Geely, but that was one of his first roles, so you kind of just take what you can get when you first start. You know, but I, I, my, I mean, my favorite character development is, is Riley, but I absolutely have like a soft spot for Benjamin Gates, you know, oh, yeah. I wish I knew all of that American history and see what was really cool for me one time is I got sent when I was working with the company I last worked with. Um, I got sent to different offices throughout the country to help with their IT work and, you know, help install new internet and yeah. all this shit, you know, just, I was, <laughs> what's funny is I was way underqualified to do that job, but was forced to do it, but I was rewarded very handsomely by traveling. Oh, yeah, um, you fucking were. I'd well, for that type of, yeah. Yeah, so I got to go to Washington, D.C., or it was labeled the Washington DC office, but it was in the town adjacent. It was about a half hour outside of DC Capitol. I had a day off. I made sure I had a day off when I was there and I went to the National Archives and I got to go into the Charters of Freedom Rotunda area and see the Declaration of Independence and see the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. What really struck me as funny, when I, as soon as, as soon as you walk in that building, and to that area, you are not allowed to take pictures of that room. Every other same exhibit, thing in London with the Crown Jewels. Yeah. Every other exhibit, every other place, take pictures as you want. You know, whatever. But that one room, you couldn't. And I thought it was funny because I remember Riley with the video camera and the laser pointer that he shot into the heat sensor to trick the computer system, which, by the way, would never work because the, the intensity of the laser going through that six-inch bulletproof glass would not do anything. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, it's a given, one, they probably were able to go in there and study the room as much as they could. Oh, yeah. And everything, but it was, a set. It was clearly going to be a set.
0: Well, it's a, yeah, because that, that is actually a set because that room is not as big and well-lit as yeah. it is in the movie. It's actually a very dark room because they have to keep it dark-ish because, to protect the documents. Exactly. Same thing with the Crown Jewels. I uh since we're on that
1: subject, when you were in there, were there any morons that tried no, to take pictures?
0: Because because there's a big sign right out in the front of the entrance, you know, um saying no photog- no photography allowed. Not no flash photography, literally no photography allowed. Yeah. Um and there's three secure and, and the little like eighty foot by a hundred foot room that they're in it might be bigger. I'm not really good at just dis- like distinguishing sizes of rooms. Um, But I would say, you know, it's, it's, it's a moderately sized room, but in that room, there's four security guards, two against one wall, two against another, like that shit is guarded.
1: Well, it's like the crown jewels room. The crown jewels is a pretty big room and you're walking into this huge ass vault of a room. Yeah. And during my time taking that tour, I'd say there's about like two or three people that I saw kind of trying to sneak pick pictures. And I would literally count like one two three and the guard would be like no
0: yeah the best the best no picture story it's a real quick story i'll tell it yeah it has nothing to do with national treasure but it's an open yeah. story uh the hollywood magic castle does not allow photography inside the building it's helped keeps the mystique of the building and you're not allowed to take pictures of the performers or video or anything it's meant to keep the mystique yeah we watching this magician in the close of guy of john armstrong who you should check out j-o-n armstrong um he, he was starting to do a set, and he caught a girl. There was only four rows in this room. 20, this is a very small room. And he sees a girl with her cell phone up. And he goes, ma'am, there's no video allowed. What are you doing? And she goes, oh, I'm just, I'm just teching, checking a text message, blah, blah, blah. He goes, okay, turn it around. And like, she was like, uh, and he goes, turn the phone around. Let me see that it's not on camera. And uh-huh. she was like, okay. And she turned off. He goes, exactly, thank you. And yeah. then he went back to performing. But it was just tossed her ass crazy. out of there. <laughs> Called her out. I was like, oh, shit. So, okay. now followed them rules, people. Right. I have a National Treasure question for you. Okay. Do you think that we're going to see some kind of continuation of something that was done by the first two movies? Or do you think we're going to get that whole, hey, Ben, check out page 47 in the book. And that's where they ended the last movie. Do you think it's going to be page 47 or just something completely different?
1: I think so much time has passed now. Yeah. That it won't. I think we will maybe get like a wrap of like a quick opening of, hey, this is where we've been, this is what we've done.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then more likely, John Voight won't be involved since he's a freaking nutcase uh, Republican Trumper and all that crap. Now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it may maybe it may even link to something where he, his dad's written off, like being either killed or passes away, and he's going through his dad's stuff and goes, oh, whoa. Look at this, right? And that uh, ele- that escalates them to the next uh, venture.
0: Yeah, I I kind of agree with you. I don't think they're going to go back to the page forty seven thing. I think that was, I think that ended up you know costing them a little bit by trying to f- say there was going to be a sequel and then it never got greenlit.
1: Yeah. How but long I, ago has it been since the second one?
0: Uh, you know what? I honestly I want to say eight years. It could be a little bit less. No, because that's not true. Because I've been with Monique for 10 years almost. And it was out before then. So maybe 12 years. I'll, you know what? I, I actually have it pulled up on my phone. Let
1: me. I got it too. Uh, 2007. So it's been over 10 years.
0: So 13 years. Yeah. So yeah. it's, you know, a, a, whole, a whole teenager was born and grew up with no National Treasure 3.
1: So there, honestly, there would be no point for them to continue from page 47. Right. They can touch base on it and be like, wow, that was a whole bunch of nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or like the tail end of the mission or whatever. Yeah. You know, but see now the other thing that not a lot of people know about with National Treasure is they actually released a series of books. Oh yeah. I remember those. Those are awesome. In the National Treasure universe involving Ben's other relatives. I have the first two. I got them right when they came out like in 2000 you know 6 or whatever but i i still haven't read them and i want and it's one of those things that like i think if all honesty if the if this does happen which more than likely i mean vegas odds yeah it's going to happen
1: yeah you know, even if it just goes directly to freaking disney plus
0: well that's where i think it's going yeah. i don't i don't think they're going to push
1: for I don't think they're. I don't gonna- know. It, it really depends on, what, well, one, how the theaters reopen and what happens with that. Yeah. And two, just the involvement of everybody. It could just well, be Nicholas Cage is like, oh, I'm just going to pop in and be like, hey, here's my kid. Right. That I didn't know about. He's going to go on his adventure.
0: Here's a Shia LaBeouf situation.
1: Oh, God. Well, yeah. okay. Speaking of which, what, uh, before you get back to the books and everything, Yeah. now that Lucasfilms is part of the Disney universe, do we see a possible blending in of Indiana Jones? No, I'm not talking like flat out like boom, he's in this universe. Maybe even like a throwaway like shot of him going through a museum, and you see like a plaque next to a display or something that says "donated by Henry Jones Jr." I mean, yeah, I could. Or that. Indiana Jones or Henry. Yeah, Henry quote, Jones. "Quote Indiana, Indiana Jones Jr." Right. I mean, he'd be dead I mean, by now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I could see it. it, and it's probably something that if they do it, they'll do it very subtly. You know, I could see it happening. Um, I would not want it to be where it turns out Ben Benjamin is related to Indiana. And oh something. God, no!
1: That'd be that'd be that'd be that'd be nuking terrible. the fridge and jumping the shark at the same time. Right? Yeah, just jump nuking the shark, pretty much. Yeah. No, so, I, I nuking the shark copyright nowhere, California. <laughs>
0: So with the books, there, I, if I recall correctly, and I should have looked this up before we started because I had some time today. There well, is us doing research and we don't do that. Right. There's at least four books. I know that for sure. If I remember correctly, there could be six books. And they're not very long. And they're, and they're written for young adults. They're not written like, you know, it's not, you're not reading uh, you know, National Treasure by Mario Puzo or anything. Yeah. Like you know, uh, but it's definitely, I, it definitely interests me. The problem that I have is is when I switch gears and where my brain is on something, on something I'm wanting to watch or read yeah. about or learn, that becomes the consuming thing. So what I'm worried about happening if I jump into these books again is it's going to spark my interest in back into American history. Yeah. And then I'm going to fall into that rabbit hole again. So, but the fortunate thing with that rabbit hole is I have one resource and that is it. And I don't have to search Wikipedia all night or whatever. I have like a 40 hour college lecture series from Great Courses Plus about American history. That's cool. So, yeah. So I just jump in. But also
1: too, if you fell down that rabbit hole. That's not a bad rabbit hole to fall down Like freaking midget clown porn That's a bad
0: rabbit hole Right yeah it's definitely not an embarrassing You know like an embarrassing rabbit hole You know it's just one of those things That it's like you learn something about it But it doesn't actually ever really Apply to real life Yeah You know let's just do all those things that If I, I can answer a random trivia question You know uh, FYI the,
1: speaking of random trivia There were four books
0: Okay there, so I about four
1: yeah, National Treasure Book Secrets, National Treasure Westward Bound. Yep. Looks like it's a train. Yep, that's the Facebook. train. Red cover, blue uh, cover. Uh, Changing Tides looks like probably like the Revolutionary War. Yeah. And then National Treasure Midnight Ride, which Paul Revere.
0: Right, okay. So I have two of the three, or two of the four, which Book of Secrets is the novelization of the movie. Yeah. So I need to get one more of those books, which will probably only cost me like eight bucks. Yeah. You know, exactly so, you, you could
1: probably find them all for pretty cheap on like ebay or whatnot
0: oh yeah definitely yeah i i think if this does happen and they go through with it i'm gonna go ahead and get through the books and just so i can like have that whole universe in my head when i go and sit down to watch the movie yeah you know, and then but i i if i had to put my money on it in all honesty i don't think they'll do theatrical. Yeah, I
1: I would be very doubtful if they go theatrical. Like they, it, unless if everything kind of swings back in the theaters and everything pretty positively, and it's not really kind of like oh god, I don't know, I'm not sure, then yeah. it'll more than likely just be a Disney Plus situation. Especially depending on like the releases Disney Plus does from now till then. Like Artemis is right. this month. If right. Artemis Fowl does really well, then I can see Disney going like more okay. Cool, we'll do this then. And
0: yeah, because the, I mean, the thing is, the thing you have to kind of, like, not realize, but the thing to keep, be aware of with all this is Nicolas Cage isn't exactly the bankable star he was 15 years ago. Yeah, he wasn't and really then, that bankable back then, too. Right, and then now it's been 13 years since the last movie. It's not exactly like they can just play a commercial and say, hey, remember National Treasure? Because most people are going to be like, No. And that yeah.
1: falls into the marketing because like right now, the main thing that Nicholas Cage is being known for is the fact that he's going to be doing a tiger doing King series.
0: Yeah. yeah. Tiger oh, he's
1: doing he a TV series. It's supposed to be, I believe Netflix.
0: See, I don't know how they're going to tell that story in a fictional form. I, I, really, I, I really don't know.
1: I, I, I didn't care about the first time around and – I think it's going to bite them in the ass. No pun intended.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it. I think what's going to happen is, is it's going to have the star syndrome, as I call it, Star Trek Star Wars syndrome, yeah. where everybody who wants to see it goes and sees it in the goes and sees it in the first opening weekend or opening week or the following week. Yeah. So second week and definitely third week's box office numbers just drop drastically. Oh, you know, because, are you
1: talking National Treasure? Or you're talking the Tiger King. Thing? Tiger King. Oh, it's, it's supposed to be a limited series on Netflix, so it won't no, be I a box
0: office. No, I, I understand that. But oh, okay. I, I think it's going to be the same thing with Netflix. It's going to be one of those things that everybody who wants to watch it will watch it right will, off the bat. And then... Right. And then if it doesn't have the word of mouth travel like the documentary did because maybe something was wrong with the movie, then, yeah, it's going to tank horribly. Oh, it's interesting, though, too, right now, kind of the
1: aftermath when everybody's kind of, one, getting back to their own normal Right. doing and, and everything of during the
0: quarantine and everything a lot more people are
1: like wow this is fucking stupid
0: yeah yeah, yeah. a lot it's, more people go like
1: this is fucking dumb
0: it definitely benefited from coming out during quarantine i don't yeah. think it would have done as good if people weren't locked like literally people were locked in the house with nothing else better to do so they decided to watch this documentary and, and i've watched it my my wife and i watched it and it's good. I mean, it's it's good. It does its job. It tells the story and the story's completely fucking wacky and weird and just yeah. like what the fuck. But it doesn't have, I mean, for me at least, I don't ever see myself watching it again, let alone watching the movie or the limited series TV series.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. So so I I think I think it won't pick up, but back to national treasure because we're getting off topic.
1: yeah let's get back to the meat of the matter because I don't really like talking about that weird ass show too much
0: right and i I think i can I think I can sort of take us out with this question. I think we can kind of just wrap up every I think this will put it in a nice little bow what with what you know about American history that you learned from school and through pop culture and everything what I'll answer this question too what event would you want? Or, like, what area would you want to see them be in? Would you want the Revolutionary War period, or would you want the Old West? Would you want, like, Civil War? Would you want early 20s? I would say, like, unfortunately,
1: with everything going on right now, stay the fuck away from Civil War. Right. Um, I'd say go Revolutionary War, because that will give them the opportunity to travel to London, too.
0: Very true. Yeah, yeah, which they did in the second one. Yeah. You know, Or, well, they went to France in the second one.
1: Yeah, I would say go Revolutionary War or... Something like that where it gives them the chance to go international with it.
0: Right. Oh, I, I'm sorry. i sorry. It just occurred to me. They didn't go in France. They did go to Buckingham Palace for the desk, but they referenced the French making the desk.
1: Yeah. So, no, I'd say then, yeah, go Revolutionary War and go deeper into the histories of that, the history of London, the settlers coming over here,
0: and all that right. crap. See, I would want to go just outside the Revolutionary War. Like, right into, like, Washington's presidency. Yeah, that'd be cool, too. Washington is my favorite president. So, at least of the past presidents, you know, like, old-timey presidents. Yeah. He is my favorite president. I've read a lot about him. Um, But there's not a lot, fictionally... You can really do with Washington and Adams. They did. They did that limited series of John Adams, um, but there's not much of a story to tell there, which I think is a reason why they went with Lincoln in number two, because so much happened with Lincoln and his presidency that there's a lot of room to tell a story. Oh, yeah. I would tell a fictional story post Revolutionary War Washington, um, but I think with the resources Disney has and the technology we have, I really think they could tell a good post-war Washington story.
1: And I uh, was thinking about it too. They, it could involve uh, like an international player of going to London and everything to, to co- cover like stuff from the revolutionary war. But then like ultimately it could be something to the effect of some kind of a secret or like artifact or something when it involves the initial vote for George Washington becoming the first president. Crossing over the Delaware. You yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. it could be a whole Washington thing where they're looking for his freaking wig or something.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I think that's a good spot to wrap us out on National Treasure three. You know, um, yeah. keep you know, obviously, guys, keep like here, and if anything more breaks, you know, we're going to talk about it because Josh and I are very big fan of theories. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: It's good to be back to kind of like the fun stuff again since like the last couple of episodes
0: we've been like, what the fuck's going on with the world? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, but it it is one of those things that like while it's not fun to talk about and while we've had to spend a lot more time on it than we would have liked, this is literally a defining thing of the last 50 years. Oh, yeah. It's the new norm. Yeah, but I think at this point we can kind of just skip over it all now because really nothing's going to change until quarantine Something duration. happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I was – I almost got in a little bit of an argument with my mom
1: where she's like, I just want things to get back to normal and just everybody needs to calm down and everything like that. I'm like, um, Mom, unfortunately, this is the new norm.
0: Right, yeah, we're living it. People need to
1: understand that.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like we talked
1: about on our uh, first uh, little quarantine uh, edition of this, Getting back to end games and all that stuff too. Um, I, I've been listening to this podcast called mortified with uh, Kim, where these people like dig back into their journals and all the stuff. And they do like live readings. Okay. Like their live journals or the written journals or just stuff where it's like, Oh my God, this, I, I'm cool. fearful of going back through mine. I refuse to go back to my written journals because basically that's a therapy session. Right. But um thinking about that and everything in this and whatnot, I went back into one of the earliest
0: forms journals, Live Journal. I love Live Journal. I love Do you Live still have Journal. access to yours? I do, actually, I do.
1: You should go digging through it and see what you you come across just as a laugh. I
0: actually did that about a month ago.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that that made you up your meds a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, what's funny is I was referencing meds even back then, you know, oh, yeah. like, which, you know, that, I mean, that means that I have been on meds in some capacity for at least 20 or not, like, like 15 years.
1: Yeah. Now at this point. I yeah. dug across, a Very, I found this uh, entry, it's a survey, and it has, like, two very important things from my kind of pop culture world. That when okay. we get to them, you'll you'll be able to call them out. Yeah. Um, the survey was I took the survey on March first, two thousand three, at two
0: thirty in the morning. We did we we knew each other back then.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I think I I mentioned you in here somewhere. Oh, cool. So, <laughs> yeah. So Yay, I think
0: throwback, throwback Thursday.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think we'll just go through it. Um, I'll ask the question and we'll answer them for today. Okay. Our, our choices for now and then when we give our answers i'll uh give my answers from back in the day okay yeah so first question what is your favorite song from a movie
0: um favorite song from a movie is called halos Son on and on by a band called orbital and it was nice. from the movie hackers oh that is a good
1: soundtrack that's such a damn good soundtrack yes Um, Yeah, I
0: actually, I actually, that's, that's actually like a very important song to me. And I told Monique, I said, at my funeral, I want that song played. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Honestly,
1: I'll, I'll just uh, jump the shark on this one and probably say my favorite movie song is probably the same one, like I said, back in the day, because my answer to this one was blister in the sun from gross point blank. Okay. Yeah. And honestly, without like. Completely pausing right now to stare at all my movies and go, Do I have a new one? No, I'll, I'll honestly stick with that one. Okay. Yeah. What I is have... the scariest movie monster?
0: Scariest movie monster.
1: And uh, I, I mean, as we were leading into this, I was trying to think of like horror movie and everything, but I think my answer for today
0: will, I think it'll pleasantly surprise you. Okay. Um, if I had to choose, okay. Now, while this monster comes from a horror comedy movie, the folklore behind him is scary as fuck. Uh, Victor Crowley from Hatchet.
1: Nice. I was thinking Victor Crowley. Then I was kind of thinking maybe Jacob Goodnight from uh, See No Evil. Uh Uh-huh. But then another, honestly, movie monster came to mind, and I think you'll agree that this is a monster,
0: Jake Gyllenhaal and Nightcrawler. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the sociopathic monster. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like I would say, because you see Jake Gyllenhaal in all of his roles and everything. You know, he's a good dude and everything, right? But that movie, he was a fucking scumbag and just a monster. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Next up, uh
0: where do you see yourself in ten years? Good. Um, <laughs> where do I see myself, I mean really the only thing that at this point that could change in the next 10 years, that would be kind of monumental would be getting a house. Yeah. Now now it's adult things. Right. But pretty much at this point, I'm, I'm where I'm where I'm going to be unless I do something with my writing or something like that, that can change the course of my life. Yeah. Uh, But for the most part, like I'm in a job that's going to turn into a career. I'm married. I have a kid, you know, I, I, It really would just be getting a house, you know? Honestly,
1: I'm going to take yours to just be in a house or just have a place of my own to enjoy.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, we're at the age now where pretty much everything, everything kind of falls into those categories of marriage, children, shelter. Adulting. (laughs) Adulting, yeah, which fucking sucks. I hate it.
1: Yeah, uh, my answer back in the day was at least have written one movie script.
0: Yeah. And have... I i honestly you've written a short film, right? You wrote I, a short. I think I did, but I, I don't know where the hell that or, went. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah, you wrote a short. Uh, at least you outlined it for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, probably if you put everything together that I've written, <laughs> it would be a whole script. Yeah. Um, next question. Who was the one person that impacted your life so much that you can never forget them? Uh my grandfather. Um, I'm going to borrow my answer from back in the day and extend it. My answer back in the day was Mr. Egan. Right. Taught me everything. But then also too, with the different ups and downs and traveling and everything too, I have to elaborate it to more than just one person. I would have to add you, Nick, Bill, and Kim.
0: Oh, I made your list. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, let's see. What is your favorite soda? You know what?
0: Um, my, I guess you could count it. It's more of a sparkling water. Um, but cherry lime made great American sparkling water is my favorite soda. Nice. I would have to say,
1: uh, I'd say black cherry kickstart is my favorite soda today. Yeah. But but back in the day it was Pepsi blue. (laughs) Pepsi what? Pepsi Blue. Oh, God, I remember Pepsi Blue. Yeah, I freaking freebase that crap. Oh, I remember Pepsi Blue. Oh, yeah. What reality
0: show would you go on? Ooh, um, there's a show that Monique and I watch called The Challenge. It's on MTV. It's what eventually morphed from Real World Road Rules Challenge. Yeah, and, I remember It those. just became The Challenge. Um... <clears throat> the thing that would hurt me the most by being on that show is there's a lot of physical stuff that happens. And I don't know if you could tell by everything about me that I'm not a physical person. Oh yeah. Um, I'm lucky. I have somewhat of a good metabolism or I'd be fat as fuck. I said, I'm just overweight. Um, but there's also puzzling and polit- political game in that. Um, and I think it would be very interesting for me to be on that show. Cause I would be completely different than everybody else. So, I would, yeah, I'd have to say, I would have to say the challenge.
1: Honestly, with my lack of interest in any reality show. Right. um, I'm going to abstain from answering this one. But my answer back in the day was The Mole. Okay. You remember that one? Yeah, I remember that one. That one I dug. Like, back in the day when, like, reality shows, like, kind of were new. Yeah. Like, The Mole was one I really dug. And then also, of
0: course, Project Greenlight. Right, see now here's the thing i I'll emphasize real quick with the challenge before we go on to the next question yeah it, it's not exactly a reality show it's it's more of a it's more of an adventure it's more like like Survivor or big brother or or uh the one where they travel across the world great race, greatest race or whatever it's not necessarily it's just a game show reality show. It's so a stretched out game show, basically. Right. It's not a keeping up with the Kardashians kind of shit.
1: Well, it, it, like we've talked about before on the show, it's like how much reality is actually in reality TV. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, next question is kind of a emotional one. Okay. What hurts more, being alone or not being loved?
0: What hurts more, being alone or not being alone? No, not being loved. Not being loved. Um, well, I'm going to have to say not, or I'm going to say being alone because I actually have a, like a pathological fear of being by myself. I can't be by myself yeah. you know, for longer than an hour or two before my brain starts going crazy. So I would say being alone because I don't know, love is a construct. It's probably, blah, blah, blah. no, I'm just kidding. Well,
1: <laughs> I'll give you my answer. Um, my answer now would be being alone because I'm kind of in that same boat with you. And right now with Kim being out of town, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm doing good. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Because this first time in about a year, I'm like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're by yourself. Yeah.
1: What do I do with myself? But my answer back in the day was not being loved. And now I can really like from past experiences that I had with uh, psycho bitches that almost got restraining orders put on their asses. Yeah. Yeah, not being loved, I'm good with. <laughs> right, yeah,
0: yeah. That but also too, y-
1: you look at the roundabout way of being loved, like romantic love and everything, that comes and goes. But true, like friendship, true love, right? That's goes to the people that have impacted my life. I love you. Yeah. I love Phil. I love Nick. I love Kim. I love Monique. Right. I love Mister Egan. I, and that's the thing. But being alone, yeah, no, fuck that shit. Yeah, being alone. Out of anybody you've known that has died, would you give five years of your own life to bring any of them back for any amount of time?
0: Fuck yes. For a short Fuck. period of time. Absolutely. And who I, would it be? Absolutely. I would give up fucking five years of my life to have my grandpa back.
1: Yeah, and honestly I think my answer would stay the same, uh, Tom. Honestly.
0: Yeah, I I, I already knew your answer before you even answered.
1: Yeah. Uh, For a moment, I was thinking Egan, but honestly, like with everything going on, and just just to be able to go have that short time with him and be able to like, hey, this is the thing I started doing. Here's a microphone. Let's go. Right. Yeah. Now here's the real interesting one. If there was a movie made on your life, what would the title be?
0: The Misadventures of the Peculiar Emo Boy.
1: Nice. (laughs) And this is a moment in nowhere history because. My answer would stay the same because the answer for this one is Nowhere California.
0: See I yep, there it is. There's one of the documented times you've said Nowhere California. Yeah, that is the, yeah, that idea, that name was stirring in your head for almost ten ever. years before you even used it. Even
1: longer than that. Yep. Yeah. This this is just because I, I had the internet at the time. Right. Okay. Uh who would star in that movie? It's a bit of a tough one. Um I think my answer would be Part of the same answer from back in the day, but I recently been thinking about it and the, another actor I could see playing me in a movie. My new answer for today, along with my old answer, would be Jason Siegel. Okay. Or Sam Rockwell. And Sam Rockwell was my answer back in the day. Okay. Yeah, um, and also too, kind of throw it back to where I was in this realm. In Live Journal. it says what music you're listening to i have reading confessions of a dangerous mind nice so one you're definitely involved because i was reading that before class every night for journalism
0: yep and so yeah <laughs> i don't know what actor i mean because it i don't i honestly don't i don't know i really don't i'm so fucking you know what i know i got it i i got it rami Malik. His yeah. portrayal of Elliot and Mr. Robot, a lot of the idiosyncrasies and the way he feels about reality and things like that, they're all, like, I i see a lot of myself in that character. So I would say Rami Malik. even though I'm not anywhere close to any sort of, like, ex, like ethnicity other than pure pale. How, well, yeah. how?
1: How much do I look like Sam
0: Rockwell? True. <laughs> yeah. True. But at least, uh, you know, but yeah, I would I would go with, you know, or if I had to go a little bit older, I'd want to say Christian Slater.
1: That'd be a cool one, yeah. Yeah. Okay, this one's gonna be kind of probably a hard one to answer. But okay. we'll, we'll do what we can. Okay. What CD or tape do you have in your stereo right now?
0: Um, okay, so I very can we explain rather, what a
1: tape is too.
0: <laughs> right. Okay, <Yeah>. so so <laughs> what would what kids on a CD. Okay, we'll go even what was What's digitally on your phone used to come on a thing called a CD, which was a copy of the music on a digital piece of paper. A tape is pre-CD, which is an analog piece of film that a laser runs across and plays music.
1: <laughs> there you so, go.
0: Yeah. Um, nice. I don't really use CDs in my car. Um, because That's the last really, thing you listen to in your car. Then, <laughs> well, I will say this: the last the, I do have a CD in my car right now because when Laura and Monique were cleaning, Laura is my wife's sister uh, who we live with. Um, when they were cleaning out the garage, Laura found an old mix CD she had made, like like fifteen years ago. And that's what's currently in my radio, because it is a lot of the music that I like. Because Laura, Laura and I have a very similar taste in music. So it's a lot of, like, emo punk, emo rock, em, like, punk rock and pop. Yeah. So that's what's in. It. So it's a mixed CD by my sister-in-law.
1: For me, it's my iPod. I'm currently on uh, Movie Crypt Jag. Um, I forget the name of the director that's on there right now. The interview I'm listening to, he's the one that is the director of the current run for Are You Afraid of the Dark? Okay, really good conversation, and uh, probably more for an ectopod. He they asked him kind of like advice, and it kind of this kind of came out as like a motto for him. I it, he seemed like he's partially joking, but thinking about it is a good way to live your life, and he said. When anybody asks you if you're a God, you say yes. Nice. And i thinking about it driving home. I'm like, that's actually some pretty good advice. Because if you know what you're doing and if you want to make sure you get your point across, don't allow anybody to step on that. Right. If anybody asks you, you're a God, you say yes.
0: So, yeah, that's actually, you know, kind of, that's very brave. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> then, then also to try up. No, there you go. You. If i had to go with the last thing I listened to on my phone, which is what I listen to the most, it would be an audiobook of Emily the Strange, narrated by Angela Gothelis from uh Rise Leslie Vernon.
1: Nice. I'm about to ready to jump back into the Ready Player One audiobook. Uh, we, uh will re- we- yeah, we recently did the uh commentary, me, Nick, and Kim for the movie. So we're gonna uh, do like a sit down discussion of the book to the movie kind of comparison and everything and yeah. um, Kim is currently listening to the book on a road trip right now and I I'm going to re-listen to it too
0: I actually read I actually physically read the book because you loaned me the book when I was sent to the the facility in Bakersfield for for my mental rehabilitation
1: yeah it's a damn good book I, I if I had more time to like sit and actually hold a physical book and read it i would yeah. kill to get myself that time i read it
0: in, is, i read it in three days
1: <laughs> well, yeah some time on your oh
0: <laughs> well, yeah yeah there was a whole lot of nothing going on during that yeah. time
1: well my answer for this one back in the day to get us moving along again is papa roach love hate tragedy
0: nice i was just yeah. listening to that album the other day
1: <laughs> yeah well it's a good album. They they're, they're always a good band they're like we're underrated oh yeah Okay. Next question. What do you do after sitting alone in doctor's office for more than five minutes alone? I phone. Get now my, it's phone. <laughs> yeah, get on my phone. Back in the day, I'd go roaming through the drawers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've stolen so many piss cups. <laughs> Sanitize not used piss
0: cups. Here mine's on the gutters. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I've ever stolen from a doctor's office when I went there was a shit ton of gauze nice i i don't know why i just did it <laughs> yeah uh, well, I, I didn't really exactly have any reason to steal the
1: piss cups true yeah um what was the last book you read uh
0: last book i read fully completely through and through yeah uh Marilyn manson's autobiography nice
1: yeah um I'm going to take comic books out of this and go with, honestly, Silver Linings Playbook. Okay. Yeah. And then on here, my answer was Hitman. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Freaking love those books. Right. Uh, Name the first Dr. Seuss book that comes to your mind. Uh, Green Eggs and Ham. Cat in the Hat. But back in the day, it was Horton and a of Who. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> this This is kind of a weird question. Who's better
0: Conan or Kilborn? Kilborn.
1: I was Conan. I can stand Kilborn, and I still can't stand Kilborn.
0: Yeah, I can't stand Conan, so. Yeah, yeah Kilborn,
1: God, I hated that bastard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this one
1: is going to be an interesting one to answer too. Who's okay. better, Leno or Letterman? Leno. Back in the day it was Leno, but with recent interviews and um, honestly how he's become kind of a Kind of a ultra conservative. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. I'm going to lean more towards Lerman.
0: Uh, yeah, see, I in this in this situation, I'm I'm removing the art from the I'm removing the artist from the art, you know.
1: In, in doing that, I'd still honestly, even with our past with the Tonight Show and everything, mm-hmm. just more and more, I would go with Lerman because uh, just the open door he gave to so many bands and alternative uh creative minds honestly right yeah but that it, and with that aspect of the conversation I'm and that's not discrediting Linux. right yeah Hell, I still got my book report signed <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um okay let's see what's the last thing you do before you go to bed take a drink of some kind of liquid same here and uh dick around on my phone honestly play some kind of game to kind of get my mind to shut off.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, see, for me, by the time I'm actually deciding to go to bed is because my medication has kicked in, so I'm just groggy. So I just yeah. go immediately to bed. I just drink something go immediately to bed. If I'm not counting just getting in bed and doing something, then, yeah, it's, it's watching some kind of show with Monique and playing around on our phones.
1: Yeah, like, if, if it's one of those times where I have to hit the sequel, then I try to get going to bed quickly. But it usually sometimes does not work. Right. Well, my answer back in the day was back in the day when I would share my room with my brother. And my answer was flip my brother off. Just kidding. (laughs) Or am I? (laughs) Nice. Good answer. He he, he would be asleep before me, so it would be basically, go fuck yourself. Good answer. (laughs) Yeah. What's the first thing you do when you wake up?
0: Uh, Check my bank account to make sure that I haven't missed a bill that I didn't budget for.
1: I honestly, um, it, my answer stays the same, honestly, uh, figure out what time it is and see if I could get back to sleep. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It, it still happens today where I'm like, well, I don't have to get in the shower until blah, blah, blah time. And then uh, give me about 20 minutes to get to work. And since traffic's not
0: really that bad, I, I, I could sleep. Yeah. I've just become so neurotic with my finances because I've been trying to generate a savings account. Yeah. That I uh, pretty much what I do is I wake up, grab a monster from our monster supply, take a drink, go out, smoke a cigarette and check my bank account.
1: Good way to do it. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got two more questions. Okay.
0: Next up is what is love? Uh, love is compromise. Yeah. I, Ah, To me, love is compromise. Uh, No relationship is ever going to be 100% perfect the 100% of the time. Um, And people are going to change and grow in different ways during a relationship. And you have to find the common ground between you and your partner. Um, And some of that requires compromise. Doing something you don't want to do or them doing something they don't want to do or changing certain things about yourself and, you know, Kind of self realization that there are certain behaviors that you have that you need to change. Yeah,
1: I totally agree with you on that one. I'm probably adding on to that
0: because, yeah, compromise
1: is definitely part of love. I would have to say also to you, sense of humor is part of love. It, yeah, yeah, because if one doesn't understand the other one's sense of humor, it's pointless. And it kind of the rest of my idea of love, it kind of falls into that too. Uh, and uh, Deadpool, they do the line of "You're crazy, balances my crazy," and that's right. that, that's honestly the best way to wrap up love is you balance each other out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
0: everything about my Monique and I on paper shit makes us not work. Yeah, uh, we 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 balance.
1: Same here with me and Kim? Yep. And you know my road to me and Kim. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my answer back in the day is something everyone is looking for, if they admit it or not. A little oh, realistic a, on my ass. That's, yeah, That's a very
0: philosophical answer.
1: Yeah. You, you don't believe in love? Fuck you. You do. Right. You do. <laughs> yeah. And finally, what is the meaning of life?
0: Uh, the meaning of life is to have as much fun as possible. I would say my meaning of life now, it, I don't know
1: until it's done. Yeah, you can never really define what the meaning is until you're about to leave the game. And my half-ass answer back in the day was cream of chicken soup. Just kidding. Just live it. (laughs) That was an ass. (laughs) Your sarcasm knows no bounds. Yeah, even that far in the past. (laughs) A reminder, that was back in 2003, people. Right. (laughs) Well... That's a fun, positive way to end this. As we started out with, like, fuck everybody, right? Do yeah, what you
0: need to do. The world's <laughs> fucked. Cream and chicken soup.
1: Yep. <laughs> I
0: don't know what else to add to it. I know. I think. I think. I think we can roll out. So for for nowhere, California, this has been Doug. And this has been Josh. And we'll see you
1: next time, whenever the hell this gets posted. <laughs> and keep washing your hands. Yeah. Stay sane. And stay sanitized. <laughs>